1: Hello, and welcome to the masterclass to discuss how to bring book ideas to publication. The occasion for this is the award of the Brackenbauer Prize, which is the FT and McKinsey uh, Award for the Best Business Book Proposal by Somebody Under 35, which was presented on November the 22nd to Nora Rosendahl, who joins us here with the other finalists. Scott Hartley and Igor Page. We are going to have a general discussion with our expert panellists who will introduce themselves in a second and then we will open to questions from the three finalists in the room. And we're also joined online by the listening shortlisted candidates for the Brackenbauer Prize with whom we'll have a separate off-the-record discussion afterwards. So if I could ask our panellists to introduce themselves David, would you like to start?
2: Thank you. I'm David Young. Um, I was a publisher for 45 years, retired at the end of last year, having worked in both London and New York. I now sit on the boards of three publishing houses, also on both sides of the Atlantic, to keep my hand in. Lorella?
3: Hello, um, my name is Lorella Belli, and I'm a literary agent. I uh, set up my own agency uh, 15 years ago after working for other literary agencies and publishers, and our agency handles fiction, non-fiction, and we specialise in translation rights.
4: Joel? Joel Rickett, um, publisher at Penguin Random House, where I publish all kinds of non-fiction including lots of business books and um, personal development books as well as other things like sport and history. Okay so I guess we,
1: what we will start with and I'll ask the the Brackenbauer finalists to introduce themselves at the end when we're when we're taking questions but I think the overall question is where to begin if you've got an idea a book idea a business book idea in this case what's the starting point is it the agent is it the publisher is it some other means perhaps Loretta I'll, I'll start with you as the As the agent in the room?
3: (laughs) I think it very much depends on uh, the type of book uh, and on the author. And himself. So we're talking more specifically about business books here. So I would say that's, you know, we can call them business books, but we are going, you know, you can have a biography, you can have a reference book or something a little more uh, specialist and niche. So I would say the very first thing probably to do is just really work out what you want to write, uh, why you want to write it, who is going to read and buy your book. That will inform the decision as to whether you're better off approaching a publisher direct or maybe an agent. So if your book has got some kind of, uh, it is a business book, but uh, has got mainstream potential, so it you know, will be read by probably people outside, strictly the boardroom, or people that are just interested in business book, then probably your best bet is to go uh, via an agent first. One of the advantages is that at that point uh, you can also uh, go to the agent with an idea, and then the agent will help you develop that idea. See if it's got legs, and um, tell you, probably help you to structure, make sure that you've got all the sections there that the publisher will need you know, to uh, to consider before making a decision. So the very first thing is, I always say that writing a, a book proposal for non-fiction is a little bit like writing a business plan for your business. There are very many similarities. Um, so when you are writing a business plan, you want either to attract investment to your business idea or in you know enlarge your business and when you're doing a non-fiction proposal for any non-fiction book really specifically for a business book then what you're trying to do is just get a publisher to invest in you and an agent can help you to how to turn that into something that a publisher can respond to and hopefully make an offer for
1: okay well we'll come to the we'll come to the plan and what maybe should be in it or not in it Funnily enough, when we do the Brackenbauer Proposal Prize, we do actually get some people who put in straight business plans, thinking (laughs) that they're going to get through to business people by uh, submitting. They generally don't get past the first filter. Joel, you're working for one of the world's biggest publishers. You must have a stack of unsolicited manuscripts that come in. Do people... Who want to attract your attention really have to have an agent before no, they get no, no, they
4: don't. Uh, I actually, everyone thinks. I mean, I think if you're, it's different for me. But my colleagues who work in fiction, yeah, they're besieged by authors, and really the only way they can manage it is to use and rely on agents whereas I mean I, I have great relationships with agents and, and do lots of business through agents but also I'm um, you know actually surprised by the, the, the few authors or potential authors that get in touch with me or my teams direct and the ones that do um, tend to not kind of get it right and we can talk a bit about that and the, the plan in a moment but I actually think if it depends which stage you're at as Norella said if if, you're, if it's really a nascent idea that you really feel I, I don't know anything about the kind of book this could be I don't know really where my audience is then an agent has a huge role to play in, in helping you shape that and find your way through ultimately through the, the, the industry to the reader but in the business space particularly a lot of people who want to write books do have a very clear sense already of their own audience their own story the idea that they're trying to um, project and and who the readership is and in that case I would say you know I would encourage that I think it's it's less about a sort of publisher agent um, dichotomy than just finding the right champion and the right person to connect with going to love the idea and seize on it and see the audience and see the potential and that might be an editor it might be it it might be an agent it might be someone else who can help you get through that and and navigate that so i think um, and as i say i'm surprised by the the lack of people that, that do that with us and actually reach out to say you know actually this could be something for you having looked at your list or looked at what you publish
1: I mean you you hint at it at the end there and perhaps David you can pick up there if somebody really is at the start of this and they're not familiar with the the world of publishing is it as simple as going to a bookshop and saying what are the books here in this genre that I like who's published them Check the acknowledgements, find out who the agent or editor or is that how you well, would look for names? It used well, to be that you'd go and buy the writers and artists' yearbook and leaf through uh, addresses, but maybe that's old-fashioned.
2: It's perfectly valid still, of course. I'm <laughs> doing it that way. I mean, there are there are websites which constantly update the best-selling um, business books um, on a monthly basis. Um, as a CEO business book site and that would give you an indication of what's selling, what the titles, what the presentations are. And yes, you're right, some forensic work there, which wouldn't be particularly difficult, would yield um, a lot of insight into which um, agency to approach. I I, I think the point that you made, Loretta, about um, if you're seeing your book having a really wide market, a crossover market, then um, I do think the agent route is the way to go interestingly I spoke to one of the shortlisted business book of the year winners last night and she was saying that when she took her proposal to an agent in New York she was asked to do six iterations of it and before it was sent out into publishing and I imagine that that was one of the reasons that she got onto that shortlist because she put so much work into into getting the pitch perfect
1: I mean, that's, a, I guess, one follow-up question there would be, if you if you got something that was an ill-formed idea and you rejected it for being ill-formed, perhaps it's somebody who has come without an agent, would that person ever get a second chance with you? Oh,
2: I'd say so, yes. It depends what they do with it. Um, but, yeah, I think um, if you go away and you say to someone, please reorganise it in this way... You're almost inviting them to return it to you if you put in that effort, um, and and yes, you should you should have, take a look at it then.
1: Right, Lorella, how would you find an agent or the agent that that you want if you if you feel like you need to go down the agent route as a as a budding author?
3: I mean, one what you were mentioning earlier about you know doing your research either on uh, you know. Publications directories that list agents or publishers. That's one way online you can find out. Uh, But I think one of the easiest ways, probably, to look, you know, if you are writing a book, a business book, um, you are you've done probably at that stage a little bit your research as to um, which are the authors, you know, which publishers publish whom, and and you can easily find out these days. Everyone has got websites or or they're on social media. You can find out who are the agents that. Tend to deal with uh, with the type of books you do, and then my my advice would be just uh, a. Ideally, if you want to meet, uh, you know, try to meet them if possible, and uh, and approach several ones and just with your idea and see which ones you feel there is more compatibility. I think I think with agents is very much a. You know, you really have to think long term because the relationship that you have, of course, with publishers is the same. But I think in terms of the agents, really, you want to to think long term. You might think, uh, you know, the agent will look at not just that particular book that you're writing. You will want to know why you're writing, what you want to get out of it um, in the long term because that will informed choices they'll make whether when they're submitting to a publisher when finding a publisher in the first place what to offer to a publisher what kind of rights to offer to a publisher for example if you have a book that is by an American author that is largely aimed at a UK uh, a USA audience for example a readership you may want to try and, uh, and and get an American agent for example um, that's not necessarily i mean these days people work uh, you know you work with co, with co- agents so you work direct uh, so can, it doesn't can a matter a UK
1: agent um, Work with US publishers, or is that uh, rare? The
3: way, I mean, if you have an agent, your agent would, uh, for example, if you are the, the way we do it at the agency, is we uh, work with several American uh, literary agencies because they specialize in different types of books. For example, some do fiction, some do non fiction, some do more commercial, some more eyebrows. So, what I'm always looking at is who is the best person in the US amongst US agents that has got the experience and is passionate about the book as much as I am. Sometimes we sell to American publishers direct, or sometimes you have, for example, if you're selling to Penguin Random House, or if you're selling to Orion or one of the large groups, you may also want to consider selling to two different people belonging to the same house, so you can coordinate. I mean, there's all sorts of things. But the important thing, the starting point is, what do they, the author wants to achieve long term? Because really that will make a big difference.
1: Right. Joel, the, uh, getting into the, the detail here a little bit... Is there, a, is there a set way in which to present a proposal to you? I mean, our, Br- our Brackenbauer Prize asks for an essay-length yeah. piece and then a, an idea of the structure of the book. It's not necessarily Yeah, I mean, that's an, there's
4: elements of it, and there, there are some templates. I think some agencies have pages on their sites where they say this is how to put together a nonfiction proposal, so that's quite um, fun, discoverable online. I think, you know, for me, uh, especially when we're talking about business books but actually it applies to all, all of us is, is, is not thinking about, first of all, not thinking about the publisher or the publishing deal as the end game or indeed the end customer for their products, as it were, but thinking much more about the audience and the readership is crucial. And so we're, particularly in business books, You know, we're looking at their existing profile or, or expertise, but also particularly their audience, um, who they're trying to talk to and why, whether they have... A, a platform as we call it in, in that area already in other words whether that's social media events based could be a blog uh, media for example, based, could or, be a blog yeah. exactly ideally all of that all of the above um, that demonstrate that they have an audience there that is receptive to that those ideas um, or it might be that they have a business that's connecting with those people in some way and so that strand of the proposal the approach is 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 really really important more important than for other areas of of non-fiction publishing and and obviously the other key thing is to be able to communicate the idea clearly and succinctly and (laughs) and um, make it stand out in in a few lines because even though that might not yet be the final idea that ends up uh, being published you, you you want to know that the author is able to at least think in that way and, right. and, and, and and able to understand that despite all their experience and all their knowledge and all of the ideas that they're going to be bringing to bear to this book that they can also flip it and see it from the reader's side which is right. why do I want to read this what's it going to offer me and just make a, you know an attempt at being engaged with the world in that way rather than being very blinkered and, and so lost in the weeds of their own of right. their own ideas.
1: One of the tips I got from an agent when I made an unsuccessful attempt to to pitch a book idea was that the proposal needs to it needs to show what the voice of the eventual book might be. So not just describing the book from the outside as it were but actually speaking in the voice of the book that's proposed. Does that sound right David to you?
2: Well yes I think you want to be able to um, determine whether your author can write. Writing a, a business plan is very different from writing a book that will hold attention over 300 pages. I think the importance of the title and the subtitle on a proposal is absolutely paramount. and um,
1: okay, that's interesting because actually, with all due respect to our Brackenbauer entrance, the titles are sometimes not that great.
2: I think the title, well there's one I that just didn't work at any level, which you probably can recognize. but um I think it's so important. if you if you if you just look at that business books website, you'll see, I believe, how well the cover communicates what's going on inside that book and that is basically down to the title and subtitle. It has to tell that story that, that Joel was saying. You have to be able to communicate to your audience that you, hopefully you've thought about why they should buy that book. Right, and any examples in the
1: world of publishing of titles that, that didn't work? I was told about a uh, book that I was preparing of my columns that, uh, which I wanted to call poetry and plumbing, I was told you'll have to have leadership in it uh, because otherwise it'll only be bought by poets and plumbers. Any, any examples of books that have not Oh,
2: crikey. Float. Of
4: yeah. <laughs> 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 Everyone's gone very coy
2: here about being No, like I, I am just, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of it. It would be wonderful. I wish I'd had notice of that question. Yeah. I might come, ba- I might <laughs> well, come we'll, back to we'll, you in we'll, a minute because we'll, it would be delicious. We'll but. come back to you.
1: The, um, uh, the, the question of, of how you then take the idea forward, we talked to some of our Brackenbauer finalists who had book proposals from... Uh, taken up from previous years' prizes, uh, and a lot of them were surprised by how much additional work they then had to do really started once they got an agent or, or, a, or a publisher. Lorella, what would be the, the first thing you'd take a, a new author through? Let's say you've accepted their uh, proposal is on the right tracks. W- where What would they have to do next?
3: I mean, we do a fair bit of work on proposals, mm. uh, so I'm not surprised that uh, you were referring to somebody doing six seven drafts it all depends when you start working with somebody at what stage they're at with a proposal for example I understand in this case you've asked people to write an essay and then like basic structure of the work yes. which is obviously that's part of what you need to put in a, in a, in a proposal but crucial crucial for me is definitely the market uh, analysis analyze the market and find out what are you you know how big is the market really go in segments who is the primary audience for this Who is the sec- secondary audience for this um, give facts give data because publishers will respond if, if you say for example that um, in your own when you're describing your social, social media for example if if you've got a million following or a hundred, it will make a difference, um, and that in, across all types of books. So no, I think a bit there are. Can't
1: two there? Sorry to interrupt, but I mean well, they, because if you don't have that following initially,
3: no, no, but you can have a different. You can have a different. I'm just giving an example of right. how numbers, um, uh, you know, people respond to numbers. If you're writing for a newspaper that has a circulation of a hundred thousand or a million or ten million, obviously it makes a difference because your name will be better known and you've got a, a different way of that you can promote your book and market the book so uh, i would say when uh, you have the first idea you write your essay you've done your structure then the market analysis is fundamental it's really important to see who is buying it why they are buying it where are they um, and then another section that i think is is really vital is marketing and promotion and it, which is really you can write the best book ever written in a beautiful voice and you've got all the elements there but if people don't know it exists that uh, so that's something again you put in you have to put in a proposal and you have to explain how is this book going to be uh, funnier what can the publishers do to help make the the book be discovered, and what the authors can do, the author can do, and the author is very important. Obviously, you can have said nobody will know. Just bear in mind, nobody will know your book as well as you do. So the important thing is you put on paper all the things you know about the book that other people don't know. So it is as an author, what are the things that you can do? Um, so talking social media is one aspect, your business contacts, your endorsement, um, the number of endorsements, the quality of the endorsements, anything that a publisher could put on the cover, for example. You know, there's loads of examples of our cover on the title just lifts sales exponentially for certain authors. So if you have um, not time to be shy, just ask for endorsements where possible. Um, and again, that's something to put there and the other section that for me is really really important in a, in a, in a non-fiction proposal is do an analysis um, a comparative analysis or related titles or similar titles these serve two purposes one is definitely to show that you know what's already there on the market but really focus is to, to find to, to find out what are the strengths or weaknesses of other books, or not necessarily weaknesses, but why is yours book different? There are so many 10 books on leadership. Why are you writing yours? What can you offer people that is not already out there? So you identify that. At the same time, that really helps, and it helps with publishers to know you definitely know what you're talking about here, not just in terms of your subject matter, but how that is is in the broader context, basically. Right.
1: Let, let me just get to the nitty-gritty for a second before we talk to the finalists. The, Joel, the, the question of money, is there money in non-fiction Absolutely. business publishing? Absolutely. And in, if so, does it come in the form of an advance?
4: It can do, yeah. For the biggest, sexiest projects, the advances have been going up, actually, in, in recent years. But the, um, the more importantly, in a way, is the sort of ongoing... Money and the returns through um, the share of sales and royalties, which is really what I would encourage all authors to focus on. Because, and this is where it comes to this idea of um, what you can do to, uh, and the publisher can do to help find the audience for the book in an ongoing way. And we see particularly in business the sales patterns of the books are very very long term of the books that really work and find that audience that and that's a blend of a lot of different factors but many of our most successful titles in business sell more more in year two than year one and more in year three than year two and that is because those are the authors who have put the book front and center of what they do they haven't just had an idea written it in their, in their evenings, carried on with their day job, and I hope that the book will go off and flourish. You know, that can work, but it has to be an absolutely extraordinary piece of writing. Whereas you know, what we see, the, the, the longer-term success comes from authors who put the book at the heart of whatever they do every day. Um, the book is their their own mission and they connect almost everything they do around it back to the book uh, and whatever they do whether it's (coughs) writing speaking consulting blogging you know it it always leads they're always constantly talking about the book or or pushing people back through into the book and creating new readers and new attention that then um, people want to know more and they find the book and in, if they think about it in that way, then absolutely, you know, th- there's a really sustainable stream of income and revenue for uh, that can grow actually, um, right. and then you build a sustainable writing career, and you have, you know, then the publisher wants to wants another book, and you build a, a backlist, which is which can really sustain you for for decades.
1: Right. Let me take some questions from the three finalists, and I'll start with uh, Nora Rosendahl, who is the winner of the, this year's Brackenbauer Prize with your proposal, "Mental Meltdown." Do you have a question for the panel?
3: Sure. Um, how do you see the publishing industry changing? Uh, are there is there anything that writers, authors can do in the digital space? Anything that to sort of especially with younger readers, raise their interest in physical books.
1: David, do you want to take that uh, that one? Well, the, the
2: publishing industry has changed out of all recognition over the last 20 years, certainly in, in the last 10. And I think of, of all the industries that have been affected by digital, we've managed it the best. I think um, the, manage, the way we manage the transition mm-hmm. into e-books has been extremely good, particularly around back catalogues as Joel says because you're able to keep books in print that you could never do before in the physical space wonderful things are going on in young adult publishing which bring readers in all those readers of Harry Potter and Twilight and the Hunger Games have understood the joy of reading and that's why I I love what children's books publishers are doing um, because they're making people understand the value of the of the printed page be it in electronic or um printed form so yes there's there's so much joel was so comprehensive in his last answer there's so much authors can do all of the time right they haven't finished their work when their manuscripts um been accepted they can continue absolutely working it i for a period in new york i i published um a book by Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which was a massive franchise. He was basically teaching people how to make money out of real estate. But he lived, breathed, sold that brand, which produced around 15 or 20 books around it. You'll find him online. And absolutely, to what Joel was saying, he, he made it because it was... in the Cut him in half and you'd find Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there
4: are lots that the new things with you know with digital media changing all the time there's a huge number you know op- it's about seizing you know whether it's you know a ted talk whether it's um you know a, a twitter profile whether it's snapchat whatever it you know whatever the right forum and, and, and medium is that the author's seizing it using it creatively to draw people back towards their own writing their own ideas and then ultimately to the to the book in whatever format the book is in.
1: Right. Uh, Scott Hartley, another of our finalists, uh, your proposal was called The Fuzzy and the Techie. Uh, do you have a question?
4: Yeah, my question is about uh, intellectual property. So My background is in venture capital, and oftentimes when people come in to pitch a company idea, they're conscious of this is my idea, it's guarded, it's secret, I don't know that I want to let the cat out of the bag quite yet. What What are your thoughts around, you know, should you shout from the rooftops and talk to many agents? Should you talk to many publishers? Should you just sort of sniper your way into one or two as you think about how do you think about intellectual property? If you have sort of a a framing that could be taken and you know if, if, if published by somebody else could sort of let it out before you have a chance to really wrap your arms around it.
1: Lorella do you want to take that what do you advise your yes. authors to do? I
3: mean I would say the first thing is um, you you know remember copyright is in what's written is not in ideas so y- you can have the most brilliant idea uh, until you actually put pen to paper that's what you know is copyrighted so and people can have different ideas at the same time you know something happens in the the news and you laugh. You know it's actually it goes in cycles. You might uh, something happens and all of a sudden you have so many books written about the same subject. So I think whatever you send out with your name on it and your ideas, you're not. It's not just your idea. Lots of people will love that idea. But what's making that Scott's idea that somebody else can't replicate? So what you're offering is not just an idea. it's what your contribution is to the idea? How you're going to act given your background? Where, where do you want to take that idea? Because if me and you is the same thing. If we are asked to write about today's date or we are asked to ask about this last, we'll, we'll come up with different things. And that's the thing that can be copyrighted. I'm just quite open all the time. I say to authors just don't, uh, and people don't really steal uh, in, in, in books. You can't really do that. I mean, I've been in situations, um, sometimes not particularly nice, when you think, an author said, well, they have stolen the idea, we send a proposal, somebody doesn't make an offer, and all of a sudden later they have. There have been cases like that, but you can't prove anything. You know, it may well be that um, that somebody else is having an idea at the same time. The only, the only thing is make it so unique that only you can write that book.
2: But by and large, those instances, and I've no. suffered from it once or twice right. in my career, they're few and they're far few, between. Yes. Um, the only time piracy arises is after the book's been published. Yeah. And, you know, then there is a problem around piracy the world over, both in printed and in digital form, which publishers are assiduously working with um, government agencies to try and deal with. Publishers' Association works with the, with the police here in dealing mm-hmm. with that, as a matter of fact. So I think in the business book idea, if there is something so precious, then you think I, it could be ripped off, then I would just restrict it to the few rather than the many that that's just a practical common sense thing to do but um in the main i would say it wouldn't i but it's an honorable profession and I, I haven't come across widespread ripping off of ideas in my career
4: indeed talk to- i think talking sharing a the idea early can it can help in terms of obviously feed, feedback and, and refining and, and, and developing something that really starts landing. It's like the whole lean startup sort of model, but for writing process and the publishing process. You know, you want you want your sort of you know your feedback, you want your minimum viable product, and, and you and you continually pivot, and, and and then you're going to get a better final book. But also through that, you're going to create a, hopefully a a, a movement, a, a sense of momentum, and um, you know more ideas and more in in some ways the more people in you can draw into that space even if ultimately there are some other books that attack similar ideas or themes that's that's great as long as you're owning a particular part of that it sort of lifts everyone you know
1: we did run across a copyright issue in the very first year of the business book of the year award i'd better not say which book but we uh, did uh, present the shortlisted books to those who attended the final prize and the day of the uh, prize giving the publisher of one of the books contacted us and said that the cover uh, was an alleged infringement of copyright and so every book had to have the cover taken off and special stickers applied instead. Igor Page uh, your uh, (coughs) proposal is called blockchain babel What, what do you have as a question for the panel? Uh, Yes, it's a bit related to what Scott also asked, this phase of uh, looking for an agent or looking for a publisher, uh, namely exclusivity. So is it okay to send it out to multiple publishers, multiple agents, or should I just send it out to one and then say, please respond within, I don't know, X weeks? Or how do you...
3: Obviously I think again it depends If you do when you do your research you will make a short list of the people and I think you are, you know, it's not fiction when you need a lot more time to read the whole thing. I think if you are um, you know, even just an email from the email you see what reaction you're getting from people and I think if you um, all everyone probably likes to receive material exclusively but that can take time so my advice is make a short selection of the people you really want to work with and why, you know, in your mind why and see what reaction you get at that point, uh, and if you're giving anyone exclusivity, I think it's only fair to ask. You know put a time limit on it um, whether it's publishers or agents or, or you know i think i think that's what, but you know sometimes even as agents you might just send the book less these days but you know if you know that that book is absolutely perfect for a specific editor you might want to give that editor a start and just say well i'll give it to you uh, but you have to be really sure that that book is would be perfect for that but i would just say make a short list do your research and, and just um see what, what happens but you do want to get a sense or a sense of a response as well that will give you an idea of also how much what you have is kind of worth.
2: And, and if he go does a multiple submission to agents he should make it clear I think you should make it yeah. clear
3: yes I think he's always good to make to make it clear and and I actually when that happens I always uh, I'm very happy if they send uh, to me exclusively to give you know a, a time limit but I also in some situations because I, I do think also my time is limited I don't want to be in beauty context with other agents but not because it's um, I don't like competition it's just because I think if you have done enough research about me and what to, to, you know and maybe we are the conversation and before we start actually working on our proposal and I'll give you a lot of feedback and my time um, remember agents only pay the commission so you know they can uh, they can do all the work but if the book doesn't get sold they don't so I would say uh, it's courtesy just to say I'm submitting to other agents you don't have to say who else but you I think it's just uh, one,
1: one final question for the panel um, we you're obviously all our panellists have an interest in saying that going through bona fide publishers and agents is the right way to go, but what about self-publishing? What's the kind of current state of play in terms of a decision that says, okay, I haven't managed to make this work for individual publishers, I'm going to go down the self-publishing route okay. for business
4: books? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very viable now. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there are some excellent... You know, there's also a sort of halfway house... Um, operate. You know, there's something like Unbound where you can crowd fund your book. Yes, yeah, like a subscription um, model. Yeah, um, and we're increasingly, you know, the, the, there's been a couple of books that I've taken on in the last year that have started out self published or the authors published a short mm-hmm. book themselves using Amazon, or, and and actually shown through that that there is a an audience and and that they've been able to get some momentum, some traction, and we've then. You know, taken that and and seen that we can build on that and and grow it to a much broader audience. But no, I think it's 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 very very viable, especially in areas where the audience the author knows they have a particularly strong hmm. um, niche audience.
2: And, and that that happened with Kiyosaki. He started self publishing. Mm-hmm. Time Warner <laughs> decided to buy the audio rights, and that was how we created the relationship with Robert. And then we took over his publishing mm-hmm. for about a decade. So. It does you know, work. You know, it does yeah. work, absolutely.
1: Well, I'm going to wrap up this, uh, this fascinating discussion, although there's much more that we could talk about. A couple of the things I've, t- I've taken away for it. You can, as we were just saying, self-published. You can also go direct to publishers. With all due respect to Lorella, you don't always need an agent. You need to know what your own special uh, contribution is, what's the uncopyable part of what you're writing about. And uh, as David suggested, you, you need to really live your book and make sure that you're promoting the idea yourself. You can read more about the Brackenbauer Prize at ft.com slash Brackenbauer. This year's contest is now closed, but we will be running uh, a prize again next year for those who have book proposals they would like to see uh, getting uh, covered. And about the Business Book of the Year Award, uh, you can go to ft.com slash book award and read more about that. I'm Andrew Hill. Thank you very much for listening.